Welcome to the Toffee Blue Extra Show, your midweek extra source of all things Everton. We're back this week and I'm with Paul again. Welcome, Paul. Hi, it's all, mate. Great to be back, mate. Let's no crack on. How are you doing? What have you been up to this week? Um, this week, um, just been getting back in the gym, trying to get a bit fitter. I've personally I've let myself go the last few months watching the Blues and I've got to get a bit leaner. So, been in the gym three times, going to go again tomorrow. And other than that, I'm... Um, not much really. Playing football manager. That's finally arrived. Okay. The new one. About I'm up till December on it. My first season. I've got to the League Cup semi final. Um, my first game on it. My first game as manager was against Liverpool at Anfield, oh. and I managed to rob a drawer off them. <laughs> <in> real life. <laughs> Honest to God, I got absolutely hammered, and it was a carbon copy of what happened there last season when Rooney scored a penalty. Okay. I just hung on for dear life, robbed a shady goal, and then. Boiled red piss and took and took my points and got my reign as manager on this football manager game off to a good start. So, yeah, playing football manager and working and just trying to get a few pounds off. Yeah, I have to call you Paul Allardyce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that fat. <laughs> no, I mean because of the management, not not because of the hair, not because of the weight, because <laughs> of the football no, manager. No, not not for the belly or the microwave head. No. <laughs> no, not for no no not for being uh, the gravy man, of course. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's decent. Uh, we'll be doing what? What are we doing today? We're we're going through a couple of segments today. Our first segments we'll be talking about Marco Winovich, um, and whether he'll be coming to Everton, um, in the January transfer window or next summer. And then we'll be talking about uh, the second segment will be um a starting eleven show for Cardiff. He'll be starting the game against Cardiff at the weekend. And also the third segment will be Danger Men. Um, whether Cardiff have actually got any Danger Men at all. And uh, we'll be running through the Everton ones as well, of course. Um, we can't we can't take them for granted. We've got to take them seriously, of course. But we'll be talking about the Danger Men for Cardiff anyway. So that's the segments for this week. So, on to the first one. Marco Arnautovic. There's been some talk about Arnautovic uh, that's come out during the international break. Um, whether it's one of those international break rumours that just comes out because no one has ever anything to report, we're, we're not sure. But um, it does seem quite legitimate because it was an interview with 442, a legitimate source, uh, coming from the brother of Marco Arnautovic, who was also his agent, who basically came out and said um, that he's, he's open to a move to the big clubs, basically. And uh, he, he named a few clubs, including Everton, and he said Everton were interested and um, that Marco might be interested in coming to the, in, in the future. So um so that's basically what started this speculation and then Manuel Pellegrini's come out today um I'm speaking on um Thursday um so yeah Pellegrini's come out in his press conference and he said basically um he he might he be thinking about a move to the bigger clubs basically but he's happy where he is so um it's lovely to hear a West Ham manager admit that Everton are a bigger club anyway so that's uh, that's great because the fans don't seem to think so but. Obviously, we know it, but uh, that's the story with an Altovich anyway. Do you think there's anything to these rumours for? Uh, probably not. I mean, I think there's something to the rumours that he wants out of West Ham and that he feels he's outgrown them. But is there anything in him coming here? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so because, I mean, I think he's a good player and I think he's good enough to be a to be a squad player in a top six team. 
Do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't think he'd walk into any top six sides. I don't even think he'd walk into our side, really? personally. I mean, I, I, I would like him if, if he was if offered and it was the right sort of deal. But I think he's one of these players who suits being a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. I mean, there's questions about his attitude. I, I, I think he's one of these people who he kind of likes to be the the person who the manager builds around type thing. If a team's going to be swapped around and accommodated, it should be swapped around and accommodated for him. Whereas if he comes to go to a top six club, they're not going to change the way they play just to get the best out of him. And I don't think we change the way we play to get the best out of him. But I think he cost an absolute bomb. You know, he would. West Ham would charge a club through the nose for him because they know if they sell him, they're notoriously prickly fan base <laughs> will go absolutely crazy. Do you know what I mean? Just anything will set that fan base off. And if they sell their main shirt seller, their every West Ham kid's favourite player, their basically their main source of goals in their team, when you look at it, yeah. they're going to want to sell him for an absolute king's ransom. And I think we could probably afford to pay that, but we just we're not going to we're not going to spend 60, 70 million on Mark Arnautovic when he's not going to walk into our team. Whereas someone like the United, if they're desperate in by January time, if they're still not in the top four and Jose's not getting results, or if someone like, I don't know, maybe Arsenal, maybe if, if Arsenal haven't quite broke through the top four, into, back into the top four, and they've got a lot of games coming up, like Europa League, they, they, they could look at him and think, yeah, he's worth bringing in. So, yeah, I think I think there's something in these rumours. I think Arnautovic clearly wants out to West Ham. He wants to go play for a club playing in Europe. Clearly fit, feels that like he's at that level. But I don't really think Everton are in the conversations for him. I think that's maybe just his agent or his brother, whoever it is who said these comments, I think that's just him throwing clubs' names out there, hoping that some conversations can start. Because saying that, Arnautovic has used us to get a, a better deal somewhere else before. Do you remember a few seasons ago when he was at Stoke and we got linked with him quite heavily? Yeah, and it turned out there was, was nothing ever in it at all. It was literally just to put other clubs on notice, thinking, oh, well, if you want Arnautovic, you better get in now because... Everton are one of these clubs that are knocking on the door for him. They're going to offer him a contract, and I don't think we ever even bid for him. I don't think there was any serious talk about it. So, just seems like it's a a trick that's working them once. The work they're using it again. Just throw Everton's name in there. They've got money, and some other club that he clearly fancies more will pick the phone up and make the move. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I can see him doing that. To be honest, it's obviously been done before, hasn't it? But to be honest, I think I'd rather see. Arnautovic go to Man U and Lukaku lose his place to Arnautovic up front than see him at Everton. I think yeah, from from a wider point of view, that's definitely what I'd rather see. But um, I think he's got like three years left on his contract or something. So he, obviously, as you said, he'll go for quite a price with West Ham being tricky customers as well. Um, it, it, it would be quite pricey and it's not really agent at Everton at the moment. So we don't really need him. So I can't see us forking out that much for him. And... Um, He's getting on. I think he's like 29, 30. He's not the youngest player. He's, I wouldn't say he's getting on, but he's um he's not in his younger years. So he's um he's not got ten years left as he in his prime. So um it's it's a, it's a it's a funny one really. He seems like a bit of a late developer because he wasn't the player he is now at Stoke. He never really maybe on and off seemed to hit the heights at Stoke that he did because there was a bit of friction with um, Mark Hughes as well at the time. I know he, he had a bit of arguments with um, with the manager and um, his attitude to me didn't seem right. So I don't think for that reason I wouldn't like to see him in Everton's share because I wouldn't see I, I wouldn't want to see him causing friction within the squad at the moment where, where the squad dynamic is absolutely perfect at the moment. And I think Mar- Marko Wanautovic might might possibly damage that 
I, I don't know if you agree with that, but I just think he's a, he's a bit of a player. He, he may be a little bit in, inconsistent as well. Yeah, he's one of those players. We've had a few of them over the last few years, haven't we? Morales was probably the main one. You could argue Vlasic is one. Yeah. Um, who are some other people? I mean, I'm not saying this to just outright slag these players off, but the type of players where they've kind of got this attitude of, well, I want to play the way I, pl- I want to play, and if the manager doesn't agree with it, then the, then you can get stuffed. So I think, and you, yeah. you just you, you can't typically have that attitude, especially when you're going to go to a big club. I mean, it's it's clicking for him at West Ham because Moyes converted him last season to a striker, and as I said earlier on, Moyes just realised that he was the most talented player in that group of players that he had to work with last season, and thought, right, I've just got to build this team around him. <laughs> Everything's got to go through him. Yeah. And it worked for him. I mean, I don't even think it was that way at West at Stoke, was it? There was when he was at Stoke, they had a couple of other good players like yeah. Shakiri was there. I think they have Joe Allen as well. At yeah, that they point had in the few, mid- they had Boyan and they had um, Affleck. Yeah, they had a few good little players. Yeah, he, he wasn't the only. He wasn't the only star on the stage at, um, at Stoke. Whereas he, he, he sort of was at West Ham, really, especially last season when they were desperate and they were so poor. So. I think he's one of those people, as you said, he just he likes to be made to feel important type thing. If a manager's going to pin it, the type of approach that some managers have where it's like, I'm going to have you up against the wall and I'm going to really dress you down and you're going to do it my way or you or the highway, it just doesn't work on a player like that, I don't think. And sometimes that approach is needed. Now, I, I don't think Silva's that type of manager but, at all, but you know there is going to be times when uh, there's going to be games where certain players don't perform and Silva's going to have to really get the message across to them that you were poor there and you really need to shape up. And certain players are not going to take kindly to that. But if you're one of those people who don't take kindly to that, e.g. Ross Barkley, it happened notoriously with him, got told to start delivering and he started sulking. Yeah. I don't I don't want any more of that. If you're, not, if you're not willing to take constructive criticism on board, then I've, I don't really want to see you lining up for heaven. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. I think he would, he would change the dynamic. Um, so... For me, I wouldn't, to be honest, for the price that we'd have to pay for him, I'd say no. Um, just, just to sum it up, for, like for us, what, did you, do you, would you agree that you don't want him or, or would you want him at Everton? I, I'd be willing to have him if if Silver wanted him type thing and he was gettable because I think we're at that point now where everyone still trusts Silver and Brands. If, if they went out and wanted to get him, then yeah, I, I would be willing to... Give it a give it a go and see if it works. But I just don't see that happening because of what you said. He's he's on the older side. He's going to be thirty before the end of the season. He's got not got the best track record when it comes to behaving himself, sort of thing. Um, you know, he's he seems like one of those players. He's always got a stupid red card in him. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He's going to lash on with an elbow, or he's going to fly in with his studs, or just something like that. He's, he's got a bit of a, a loon streak. So he's old. He's, he's got a, a bit of a self-destructive side to his personality he's going to cost an absolute fortune you know it yeah. uh, West Ham the way they are the way their owners are bad knobheads the way their fans love them they're going to demand just stupid money from him I, I wouldn't even be shocked if they did something similar to what you, you um, Dynamo Kiev used to do with Ukraine yeah. whenever so what Dynamo Kiev used to do with Yarmolenko whenever anyone used to come coming for Yarmolenko they were their owner because he was that much of a lunatic would just go He'd go over the clubs that were offering him with a fine tooth comb. No, no, I don't believe you're the right club for this player. I'm not selling. I'm not even going to open negotiations with you. It's like, well, it, it, it's, it's not up to you to decide what kind of club we are. Here's the money. Do you, do you want the deal or do you not want the deal? What has the player think? Because I, I can see West Ham's owners kind of doing that. If we did go and offer them 
60, 70 million quid for Arnautovic. I can imagine those owners turning around and thinking, Everton are our rivals. We're not silent to one of our immediate rivals. Now, I know for a fact, we all know that they are not our immediate rivals, but that's just to say the sense of idiocy they've got. So, Arnautovic, if he goes anywhere, I think, as you mentioned earlier on, I think United's probably his best bet, you know. Yeah. Because, especially in another month, given another month or two, if results are still not going their way and they are really starting to panic, I can see Jose just splashing out a big load of money if he's able to because I know he didn't get any money to spend in the summer but if United give Jose the money to spend in January to try and put out some fires and get them playing again I can see Jose just panic buying someone like Arnautovic and dropping Lukaku for a while because Lukaku's bang out of form and Arnautovic is a player who when he plays up top he, he will work and he will run just everything Lukaku won't do yeah. so no to, to sum up no I don't think Evan are in for him I don't think we're going to spend the money on him, even if even if we were interested. But if if it just came out of the blue that we did go in for him, I would trust Silver and Browns, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it looks like a no from us. On your bike, Marco, son. Off you go. Uh, no, <laughs> no, we'll be open to it. Obviously, we'll trust uh, Brands and Silver if that's if that's what they decide. And, um, if they've sent scouts out anyway, because there must be, obviously, no smoke without fire. There must be something to it. But um, it'll be an interesting one to see in January, whether uh, whether we make a move for him. Uh, we're going to talk about the starting 11 show. Um, they give me the starting 11 show this week. So uh, normally Max and Jerry do it, but... They've given it to us on the extra show, so we uh, we welcome the starting eleven show with with open arms. So uh, we're going to run through the starting eleven against Cardiff this weekend and uh, how we're going to line up because there's a couple of tricky there's a couple of tricky situations in there depending on injuries and depending on um, fitness and things like that. So uh, we're going to run through it anyway. But um, we'll start with Paul anyway. Um, what do you think the starting eleven would be, Paul? Pickford uh, and goal, obviously. Um... Coleman at right back, Keane as centre half. Big one is do you stick with Mina or do you bring Zuma back? Um, I think I think I think he'll go with Mina. I think he'll Mina deserves another start after a clean sheet. Even if that's harsh yeah. on Zuma, um, D- Dean at left back. Now the midfield that's where it gets tricky because we don't know what the injury situation is, and this video is probably going to go out after Silver does his. Uh, press conference and basically just tells everyone where the la- how the land lies with certain players and their knocks. So uh, let's go. For, uh, if I'll, I'll just imagine that everyone's fully fit for a sec, and then we'll, we'll come back to it and, and discuss other possibilities. But if everyone was fully fit, then I would go with Gomez and Gay in the middle. Um, of course, Sigurdsson in front of them is the number ten. I would have um, Bernard on the left. I would throw Luckman up on the right. Yeah. But I am hoping that if he was fully fit, I think Luckman's probably deserves a go now. Walcott, I, I, people have been on his back the last few weeks and he has been out of form, but I don't think he's been really bad. I think he's just had a couple of off games. But if you have a couple of off games and there's a hungry kid behind you who's taking his chances when he gets them, then it's very, very... How long can you keep faith for that older player for before that younger kid deserves his chance? So Luckman, I, I think Luckman's the right to start on a league game now. So I, I would like to see Luckman start on the right. And in front of them, he's Brazilian. Really? He only costs 50 million. Yeah. Richardson up front. Yes. That's if everyone was fit. And obviously, we don't know if everyone is going to be fit. So we'll come back to that in a bit. But yeah, if it was up to me, we'd uh, and, every, and I could pick any player I wanted to from our squad, I'd play the exact same team played against 
Um, Chelsea just I drop Walcott for Luckman on the right. Yeah, I agree with you pretty much there. But um, for the centre back situation for me, obviously I'd start with Pickford and goal. But the centre back situation is the big decision for Marco Silva this weekend. And for me, as much as Michael Keane's in, in, in form, I just love to see Meena and Zuma together. And um, I don't think we've got many opportunities if we if we don't keep him, of course, because obviously he could stay on after his loan spell, uh, Kurt Zuma. But I just want to see Meena and Zuma together as much as possible because I think that that partnership excites me. And um, as as good as Keane's playing, I, I really want to see them together. So I'm going to go for for uh, Meena and Zuma together at centre back. And then um, my mate on Twitter, Luca Dean, left back. Um, I'll never stop saying that, um, Dixie Dean. And then we'll have um. Obviously, James Coleman at right back. Um, he had a couple of difficult games with Ireland in the international break, but he's yeah he's, he comes back, comes back uh, to welcome his place in the team at right back. And then Gay and Gomez. I'm hoping Gomez will be back fit because uh, obviously he was away with Portugal and he had a few few uh, cuts and bruises, so they sent him home. But um, I don't think that's anything major. So uh, Gay and Gomez will start again in the middle to continue their partnership. Um, Obviously, um, if 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 all was well, as 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 you said, um, I'd love to see Sigurdsson start. But um, we saw him in a boot uh, come out to come out to the Chelsea game after the horrible Jorginho tackle. Even though he played on and he played on quite well, but um, that's a bit of a concern. So if he's not back in, I think uh, I'd go with the same of you, same as you if he is. But if he's not back in, then I'd um, I'd be tempted to uh, number ten questions a big one. But I'd, I'd put Bernard uh, number ten. I know he played that quite a bit for Shakhtar and. Um, I'd I'd like to see him in the number ten role with a bit of bit, bit, bit of freedom to roam around and uh, just just show his skills off really um, and then obviously that would leave the left wing position available for Adam Luckman to come in I know he's um, he, he was sent home from uh, England under twenty one due to due to minor concerns but hopefully he'll be back fit for the game so I'd stick Luckman out left uh, keep Walcott in the side um, he's wasted a couple of chances he's not he's not played awfully but he has wasted a couple of chances. And it does beg the question, how long, as you say, how long he's going to keep his, his place in the side. But um, I think in a, in a team like that, where they're all playing well, he can hopefully play his, play his way through that run of form. So um, I'd keep Walcott in there on the right and put Luckman on the left if, if Sigurdsson's out. But obviously, uh, if Sigurdsson's in there, I'd do exactly the same as you've done and probably probably be tempted to put Luckman in there. Because, as you say, like, what's he got to do? Like He's, he's done... He's come off the bench and he's been absolutely brilliant in his cameo performances. And against Gormaya, he was the best best player on the pitch for me. And um, what what else has he got to do to get in the team? Um, he's, he's got to do that. Sorry, did you see that amazing bit of skill he did to just oh. leave three Chelsea players for dead? I, I can't believe no one's picked up on that. Like match the day, Sky, nobody seems to have played that. The only people who seem to be onto it were just Evertonians on Twitter, like sharing it around. But it just didn't seem to get any. Attention at all. It was great. It was like he just, it was like he was a ghost. Yeah. Just went through all of them and left them all for dead. And they're lucky their goalkeeper was alert to that because he was pretty much clean through on goal. If that goalkeeper had hesitated for a split second, he, he could have, a, he could have scored there. He was, he was only ten yards from goal. That, that goalie, whoever he is, that one he got from Bilbao. Yeah, keeper. He, he did, yeah, Kepper. He did well there, getting out to snuff it out quick, but. Just got going back to the injury situation at the minute, because obviously, as we said, we'll preface with, with the fact that we don't know who's fit and who's not. We don't know what the options we have. But let's just for a minute pretend Sigurdsson's not fit and Sigurdsson can't play yeah. after that bad and that bad tackle from Jorginho. Would you be tempted to go four four two? Either not play a number ten. I, I, maybe I, I, we've not seen 
toast and play up front in a four four two for us yet, really. Have we? I, I, I wouldn't mind giving that a go. I mean, there's, there's, there's not you're not going to get many, many better opportunities to experiment a bit than Cardiff at all, are you? So maybe go oh, Tolson and Calvert Lewin. Yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, like that's that. an interesting. Or, one. I don't know. Tr- tr- try Tolson and Richarlison. Maybe. I mean, it's just an option because there's always talk that Silva wants to try out three at the back at one point. Why not try out two up top? Yeah. And not and, and not play a number ten and kind of just have your wingers hug the lines a little bit and just throw balls into the box and let someone someone bring them down for Tolson because Tolson, I think. In those early weeks of the season when he was up front on his own and he wasn't scoring and people were getting a bit concerned about it, saying he was out of form. I think he was just he was struggling with the fact that he was just getting left so isolated, especially in those games that we got men sent off. He just didn't have any anyone around the, the, the 18-yard box helping him out, feeding him. I'd love to see somebody help him out like that because do you remember how great Lukaku used to play when he had Kone next to him? Yeah, Kone. That's, that's Kone. That's Kone. <laughs> people imagine Lukaku had a proper... Striker helping him out in up front four four two. I I think it's worth a go. You know, I mean, my first choice would obviously be the lineup I said. But if we, if Sigerson's not available or I don't know, Luckman's not available on the wing, and we want to put Richarlison back out on the wing, I wouldn't mind see, seeing us play with two strikers, play Tosin and Calvert Lewin maybe, and have Calvert Lewin maybe get it, get his head on things and bringing it down for Tosin to have a few shots or Richarlison to, or Tosin to kind of just. Um, draw defenders out and let Richarlison get in behind. I'd love to see that at some point. I mean, I think we would have seen that in the Cups at some point if we were still in it. Maybe we still will at some point in the season, but I can't think of many better chances we're going to get to try out something new than this game that we're going into now when we're playing a basically bang average championship team at Goodison. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That's an interesting point of view. I think I've seen at Hull or Watford uh, I think I've seen Marco Silva play with a 4-2-2-2, which is similar to a 4-4-2, but with uh, the centre, centre midfielders dropping back into defensive midfield and the wingers playing um, as basically attacking midfielders, but out, out, out wide, more like inside forwards. So uh, that would be an option as well. Um, and I think if you're slotted Tosin into that team at the moment, he's got to get his confidence back in a team like that, surely, at the yeah. moment. And it, it's the right game to put him yeah. in there as well against Cardiff. I think, uh, with all respect to them, I think if he's going to get his confidence back, surely... Yeah, uh, I know Silva said that about Gormaya, and he didn't, he didn't get a goal. But um, he's he's a good player, and I think I do think that would help him. Um, to be honest, so um, that that's an option. That's a, that's a good option if 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 he were to uh, to have the injuries. Um, and I don't think it disturb the side too much because I think the the squad dynamics is it's what's working. It's not just the formation that that um, I don't think the squad would be too disturbed by that either. Um, I think I think it would be a good option to be honest. I'd be happy to see that. But um, yeah. Yeah, I'd be completely happy. Obviously, as well, I go with Richarlison up top. Um, hopefully, that'll be the that'll be the that'll be the system because I think Richarlison and Tosin up front would be an interesting combination. I can I can see that possibly working out. I don't think Richarlison would overshadow overshadow him too much. I think he'd he'd be making those runs, um, and possibly be laying it off to Tosin. Like that, that'd be an interesting little combination. I, um, Tosin and Calvert Lewin. I've seen them a couple of times before, and I wasn't too impressed with them two up front together. But I think if they were playing well, it it would work. And um, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's got a full yeah. If they've got a full hour or so, seventy minutes, yeah. and to try and you know develop a bit of a relationship and understanding, then it it could click. Do you know what I mean? You know, getting te- play being on the pitch at the same time together, it's ten minutes here and there, and one of them's come off the bench. They're not going to really, they're not going to they're not going to develop any type of partnership doing that. So yeah. if if you 
Something like that could hopefully work, but as you, as you said, Richarlison and Tosin, that's just, I, I think that's mouthwatering. I'd, I'd love to see that mm. at some point. If not this game, then hopefully sometime in the not-too-distant future, because as you said, I, I want to see Tosin back score and goals, but I don't want to see Richarlison moved away from the number nine position, the centre. I mean, I know he's probably going to go back on the left at some point, but I want to see Richarlison stay up top as a, as a striker for as long as possible, but I want to get Tosin into the team as well, and Maybe even if Sigurdsson is fully fit, maybe it might be just best to just give him a week off, give him a rest sort of thing, yeah. make sure he doesn't burn out. Mm. So if, you, if, if, if we're going with Richarlison and Tosin up front, who are we having out wide? Would it be um, Bernard and Luckman? Um, I would, personally, if Luckman was fit. But if not, then maybe Walcott and Bernard then. Or You, know, you never even know, this might sound harsh, but maybe Luckman and Walcott and just go for pure pace. Yeah down the wings, do you know what I mean? Just just stretch them, create more room for those two guys in the centre because Bernard's, you know, he's not, he's not slow, but he's he's more technical, isn't he? He's going to look to you know, kind of cut in and kind of leave people to dead, whereas Luckman and Walcott, you can just imagine on imagine those two on the break mm-hmm. and with, Cal- with Richarlison or Tolson charging up behind them, you know, we could cause some absolute murder. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Dangerous. Just go, just go, for, just go for pure pace in, in, as, our, as, as our front four whilst... The likes of Gay and Gomez or Schneidlin or Davis, if one of those gets on, if they just create a wall in centre midfield, I, I really, really would like to see that. I, th- I think that I think Goodison would like that as well because Goodison, we know, likes a fast tempo when we're attacking. If we just get on the ball and if someone gets their head down and charges, especially if it's towards the Gladys Street in the second half, I can just imagine the stadium roof. I can just imagine the stadium rocking. Yeah. You see that? So I, I definitely want to see us play four four two soon and. I think we're not going to get many better goals than to do it this weekend. Even if it's even if it's only for just for twenty minutes at the end, let's say everything goes to plan and we're two or three nil up, and we can afford to take a few players off and rest them. I I, I want to I really like to see Silver give it a go. I really would. Yeah, definitely. Watch out, Cardiff. We're on our way. I'm going to no, yeah, it's a it's a game we've got to, we've got to take seriously. But that's our starting eleven anyway. We're doing. This segment's on Danger Men, Cardiff. Uh, we've got Cardiff at home at the weekend and we're going to talk about Everton's Danger Men and also Cardiff's Danger Men, if they've got any. Um, so we're going, to, we're going to have a look at that. It's a bit of a t- difficult one, but um, we're going to have a look at their squad and see where we see any threat anyway, where um, where they can trouble us, um, if, if at all. Um, we're taking this game for granted a little bit, but um, I'm hoping we'll be able to pull it off after all this. Otherwise, we're just going to look stupid. But... Um, but yeah, I'm not. Sure. I'm not sure. I think um, we've had to look through the teams and we've struggled to find danger men. But um, we'll see what we've come up with anyway. What have you come up with, Paul? As you said, there, mate. I, I had a flick through their squad earlier this afternoon when I found out we were doing this, and I was just going through the names and oh bloody hell! I I don't know who almost any of those people are. Never, <laughs> never heard of any of them. And normally, when there's teams that come up from the championship, you usually find one or two players that you recognise, like. You know, players who've maybe been in the Premier League before with other clubs and kind of gone down and just been sort of journeymen. And but there's there's only one or two in that in that Carter team who, do you know what I mean? Who I even stop thinking, oh yeah, I recognise his name. Other than that, they just they're like an absolute bang average Championship team that's spent they've spent their whole careers in the lower leagues. Half them, I mean. One name that stuck out to me when I went through it was Junior Hoylett. Do you remember him? Yeah, from yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I think he's Canadian. He's yeah, Canadian. he's um, yeah, little pacey winger. He 
as you said, he burst onto the scene with Blackburn about seven or eight years ago, and yeah, he had a lot of attention around him. A lot of people were rating him, saying, "Right, this kid's gonna get a move to a big, big club. He's gonna, he's gonna be one of the next big things of English football." And I remember when he was easily the best player in that Blackburn team at the time. I remember he played against us, and he just ripped us to bits. I think it was that game where did we win it late with a Kale goal. Um, yeah, for, yeah, yes. Some game seven or eight years ago. It was that last season Blackburn were in the league before they went down. We, we went, we were down there, and I think we won it with Kale in stoppage time. But the two goals that they scored against us that day, if it's this game, I'm thinking about. I think Hoyle just ripped us to bits. And as I said, he was just. It was a player who really, really looked like he was going to be making some massive, massive strides in his career. And God knows what's happened to him. He just seems to... It's just not panned out at all. I mean, I remember we got linked with him and he basically went to... He chased the money at QPR. Yeah. Terrible move for him. QPR was just a club that was full of mercenaries. Do you them about five or four or five years ago? Yeah. And then he went down. Just full of players who were there just to get the wages and go home and not care. And he was one of the prime examples of that. And it seems that we've just bit him on the ass because he went down at QPR and... I don't think I think until this season he hadn't been back in the Premier League. No, yeah. So, yeah, you'd, you'd think because he has got talent, but you'd think the other clubs in the league clearly looked at what he did at QPR and think, no, we don't, we don't need a player like that. He can he can rock the championship, and he's just that's where he's been all along. So, he's come back up at Cardiff now, and I think he, as I said, he's a player who's clearly got a bit of ability, and uh, we are Everton, aren't we? We are a player who we are that team that. Likes to allow players who've done nothing for ages to just suddenly look world class and get and get goals and look brilliant. So, yeah, I, I'd like us. To, I, I think we need to keep a bit of an eye on Hoylet if he's still the Hoylet that I remember him being. But other than that, Christ, who is there who's in that team? I mean, I don't want to just completely knock them because they seem like they're an honest group of professionals. But I, I don't see them staying up at all. What they've got. I mean, I know they haven't got the money that Fulham and Wolves have got. Because they spent big when they came up, whereas they've just kind of had to stick with what they've got, built around the nucleus type thing. But with the manager they've got, Warnock, with the squads that they've got, looking at it the way it is now, I just, uh, I, I wouldn't bet any money on them staying up at all. I, I really, they say there's no easy games in the Premier League, but not every game has to be hard. And I, 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 this game should not be hard. It really should not be. I, I, we we got to be keeping a clean sheet against these. I'll be very very. Not happy, displeased if we if we let the score, honest to God. Yeah, I don't even think they want. Like the manager doesn't want to stay up anyway. I remember he he came out earlier in the season and said, um, "I don't like managing in the Premier League." In Neil Warnock, yeah, he thinks that uh, I prefer. I prefer. I'll have, you, uh, I'll, have you, I'll, I'll have your job then if you don't want it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So there's lots of people have it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I said at the time, like. Why isn't the owner saying, "All right, then, if you don't want to manage in the Premier League, this is our big opportunity. Off, off you go." Then. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, Imagine you're a car supporter and you don't manage that. Yeah, I, I, I can't really be bothered with this. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> do, do you want to pick your coat? Do you want to pick your coat up and go then and give it to a manager who's got a bit of fight and a bit of desire and wants to prove himself and wants to keep us up? You can't be, you can't be saying things like that. That's just what type of thing boys used to say that do you know what I mean like even boys wasn't that bad but you know just this sort of oh this is grimness look at our lot in life we just have to try our best and hope disasters and strike it's like mate if you're going to throw the towel in when, when, did he, when did he say that it was like it was it was pretty early season it was probably two months ago now I think yeah I, I know he's been chatting about retiring soon and I think that's different if he's saying stuff like oh yeah I think I'm getting a bit too old for this now this is probably going to be my last season on the call of today but 
if that's the actual words are used, yeah, I don't, I don't really like managing in the Premier League, then Jesus Christ, what a brain dead comment to make. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like Vincent Tan as well, the owner. Uh, he's, he's not a manager who, from my experience, is, is, is one to hold on to a manager for too long, obviously, as well, because he sacked Malky Mackay after uh, he'd done quite well with Cardiff. But, um, and, I, and after he got caught, after he'd been racially abusing him. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I will. I will say that for Vincent Tan, he got a bit. He got a really bad rep back when Cardiff, when Cardiff were last in the Premier League, when they had Malky Mackay and he sacked them, and it was like, what's this foreign owner doing? He doesn't got a clue what he's doing sacking a, you know, a solid, reliable, professional British manager. He's deluded. He doesn't know what he wants. And then it came out months later that Mackay was just a, was just a complete racist, and had been saying so. It got busted completely. Text messages leaked out. Just some horrible comments he'd been making about players and their backgrounds and their ethnicities. And Malcolm Tan, to be fair to him, proper banter, hung on to these texts, hung on to this information for ages. Didn't release it. Didn't when it, when he was getting loads of abuse off idiot pundits saying, "What are you doing, sacking our mate Malky Mackay?" He just stayed quiet. Didn't come out and justify why he'd done it. And then when it looked like Malcolm Mackay had the Wigan job in his back pocket, or it was it was a job. Uh, he had a he had a job lined up and it was about to be announced and everything. Then Mackay leaked that. Not not a tan leaked that information just to uh, piss on the just to piss on the parade yeah. completely. And then Mackay subsequently didn't get that job that he literally was going to get announced as in the morning. Yeah. So I've got time for time like that. He's he's ban- banter, in it? Pure banter. Very <laughs> clever from Vincent Tan. There you go. We'll give you that. We don't condone condone racism, but. Like what? What a clever man! Come on, like that's yeah. I, I, can, I, condone, I condone. I condone a victim of racist abuse getting his own back in a proper, yeah. clever, well thought out way. Yeah, not, not <laughs> like getting his own back in a, in a bad way, like a completely legal way. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. And obviously, you just it's <laughs> just wonderful. It's brilliant. But uh, I didn't realize that about Malky Bakay as well. What an idiot! Um, hope he never never comes yeah, near Everton. Scandal that, yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, so yeah, um, my. Danger man for Cardiff. I've got to admit, in the last couple of weeks, um, I'm big on fantasy Premier League, fantasy football, and um, I, I like my budget options. I've put Callum Patterson in there. He's the striker, uh, the makeshift striker for Cardiff at the moment. Um, he was, I think, he was a defender a couple of years ago. Um, he's big. He's about six foot three, something like that, and um, he's quite broad as well. Um, he, start, he I think he started out as a defender. Um, he's been playing as a midfielder. And basically, what Neil Warnock looked at him and said, "You're a big lad, go up top." Um, so he's been playing up top for the last couple of weeks, and he's banged a couple of goals, a couple of goals in for the last couple of weeks. So um, he's found his way into my fancy Premier League team anyway. But um, so he's going to be my danger man naturally. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't think he holds too much problems because obviously uh, Cardiff, if they are going to use that option, they're going to hoof it up to him and just uh, see what he can do with it. And I don't think he's got that much skill to do anything much with it um, the goals he scored haven't been majorly impressive um, the only player I'm, I, I'd mention that's got much about them um, not to slag, slag off all the other players but because um, obviously as, as as we mentioned before we started recording there's a, there's a couple of talented players in there like the Iceland, Icelandic midfielder Gunnarsson but um, the one who stood out for me is um, Bobby Reid he, he's got something about him and he's probably the only one who's got something about them, to, to me the only one who's got something about him in that squad um, he didn't play the last game, but um, Bobby Armani Reed. Armani is his middle name, and he's a he's he's a, he's a good little lad. He's he's not played much Premier League football, but he's he's a raw talent. He's a he's one to watch if he does play. But um, 
there's our Cardiff one to watch anyway. We we wanted to get a couple of names out there, but um, what do you think for Everton anyway? Who are you gonna are you gonna who's gonna be the one to watch for Everton? A little bit easier. Um, if he plays, I I'm, I think Bernard. I said this before the Chelsea preview that I thought I think he's due a goal and one's going to arrive soon. And I'll, I'll go with Bernard again. I mean, he, he's he's sort of similar to Walcott in the sense that he hasn't been brilliant the last few weeks. I I, I don't think he's been bad at any at any point. I don't think he deserves dropping, even like some people do with Walcott. But he's he's kind of not hit the levels that he hit in those first few weeks when he came into the team, like he did against Leicester and games like that. So I really want to see Bernard get a goal. And I, I've said this before, I think as soon as he gets one, then the floodgates will open and he'll start scoring quite consistently or at least getting assists consistently. So I think our danger man will be Bernard. Well, another player I'll mention is probably Yeri Mina because as we've seen it, he's a massive lad. He scores goals from set pieces. I think Yeri Mina's going to get on the end of is going to get his head on the end of a corner and he's going to stick one in the net at Goodison soon. And why can't it be this week if he, if he plays? So yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if we see Mina score a goal from a set piece or other than that, maybe um, Richardson's the easy one to say, but hopefully Tosin, if Tosin gets on the pitch at any point, I, I really want to see Tosin score because I want to see Tosin kind of win people back around because it seems that so far the season, some some supporters have maybe lost a bit of faith in him or just don't think he's good enough to be a starter in our team anymore. And I want to see Tosin, if he gets on the pitch, really go out and really make a, make an effort to impress people and get himself a goal and remind people of his quality. But yeah, my main, main player, Everton player to watch would be Bernard. Keep an eye on Yeni Mina as well. And hopefully if Tosin gets on at some point, Tosin will, give, will impress some people. Yeah, surely this has got to be the game where Tosin gets on and gets a goal. Come on, like yeah. if he's gonna do it, it's it's hopefully gonna be against Cardiff. Um, with all respect to Cardiff, as we as we've said, but uh, hopefully that will be the game for Tosin to get a goal. Um, I was tempted to go with Richarlison. I always do for me danger man because he's the obvious danger man for Everton. But um, just to boast about Premier, fantasy Premier League again, I had Richarlison in my side before he played his first game for Watford. Just gonna throw that out there. Just just gotta just gotta mention that. So. Um, I, from day one, Richard has been my man. But um, I'm going to put him aside for this week because I keep on going forward and he's the obvious option. So I've, I'm going to go with Adam Ola Luckman as Everton's danger man um, because he's he's been absolutely brilliant when he's come off the bench. And if he is to come into the side, um, if if he, obviously if he's got over his injury, which uh, kept him out of the England under-21 games, um, then he, he's my one to watch because, he's, as we mentioned before, that lovely little... Peter Skilly did against Chelsea when he came off the bench, and not just that. I think he, um, he he's played well when he's come off the bench. He's looked to create chances. He's got an assist a couple of weeks ago, um, and he played well in the friendly against Gormaya. He was, uh, as I said, uh, the best player on the pitch in my opinion. Um, so I think if Luckman is to get his start finally, well deserved, then he's going to be the one to watch for me because I think he could tiptoe through that card of defence with all respect because I do think there's a couple of good defenders in there as well like uh, Sol Bamba he's a good defender for Cardiff but I do think Luckman could um, ring round, ring, uh, run rings around some of those players so um, yeah he'll tear them inside out wouldn't he yeah it's just whether he'll start isn't it whether he's um, whether he'll get thrown in there because I, I, I can't see Silver dropping Walcott to be honest because he, he's, he's messed up a couple of chances but he's not done anything majorly wrong and he's not been awful he's just been average in a a well-performing team 
So yeah, just just out of form a bit, isn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's it really. I mean, players go out of form. It happens to everybody, and the only way to is you just most of the time you just got to play through it, haven't you? Or yeah. so. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I want to see Lockman play myself. But if he doesn't, then hopefully the player who starts in front of him, whether that's Walcott or someone else, hopefully they justify their inclusion over him because Lockman's really impressed the last few weeks. And I really want to see Lockman let off the leash and really, well, I'm going to close this off, really. I, I, I think Lockman has done a complete 180 on his attitude. I, he looks a completely different player than the person he looked like in the early weeks of the season when he just didn't look interested at all. I think Penny's dropping Luckman now and I think he deserves a bit of recognition. I think the ma- I think he's earned the manager's trust. That's the way to say it. Yeah, I think the manager has seen, should have seen the fact that he's he's turned round and he's given it his all and I think he should reward him with some more minutes. Hopefully. But we've got to trust Silver whatever he decides. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's got to come sooner or later. Surely he's got to be given his chance. And uh, this would be a good game to give him that chance, I think. Um, unless Cardiff go for the approach that many teams have gone against Everton in recent weeks of just kicking lumps out of us and then it might not be the best games that you come in but um, he's got to get his chance sooner or later and hopefully I'd, I'd love to see him start against Cardiff because he's, um, he's he's knocking on the door and he can't do much more he's knocking on the door until his knuckles are bleeding and the door's off his hinges and um, he's, he's got to get in there soon so um, that's, that's our uh, danger men anyway um, thanks for watching uh, make sure you like and subscribe to the video and comment uh, below your danger men let us know who you think uh, could be a threat from the Cardiff side anyone we've left out out of disrespect for the Cardiff players or anyone you think for Everton yeah. as well might be um, might be a threat so um, and give us all, also give us a follow on social media um, our Twitter handles are below uh, thanks a lot for joining us Paul this week no problem mate it's great to talk to you again and just before we finish off I'll, I'll just ask you what what score are you gonna go for? Oh yes, yeah, we forgot about score predictions. Um, oh, I was on the Echo podcast this week and I went for four 0 So I, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick <laughs> and go and go four 0 What about oh, you? you? You get that was my one. <laughs> I didn't think you'd have. I was I was gonna go for four 0 I I think we'll score some goals and I I, I don't want to concede. I want to get. I, I, I want to see us get clean sheets. Do you know what I mean? I love a clean sheet. I mean, call me old fashioned, but I I love I love seeing our goalie not have to make any saves. So, uh, yeah, I, I'll go for a... I'll go for a 4-0 as well. I'll stick to that. Yes. Uh, just, yeah, go for a 4-0. Well, as long as we win, that's, that's the important thing. And I think we will win. So, come on, up the Blues. Come on, you Blues. 4 nils all round from us. So, uh, that's us for this week. I think we are. We're due to give someone a hiding soon. And if you're going to pick a team, it'll be Cardiff. Uh, with all respect to Cardiff, as I keep saying. But, um, yeah, fingers crossed. 4-0. Everton 4 Cardiff nil. Put a bet on it. You've heard it here first from both of us, so stick a quid on it. Stick a tenner on it, maybe, if you're feeling lucky. So um, that's what we think anyway. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Um, if you're listening on the podcast or the videos, make sure, make sure you subscribe. And um, thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure. Uh, make sure you tune in next time on the Toffee Blues.